Welcome to Reality of the Rose with your host, Natalie Sprink. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Reality of the Rose with your host, Natalie Sprink. How is everyone doing this week? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. It's gotten a little cold here in Wisconsin. Um, I don't mind the cold because I am crazy about sweater weather. Um, so I'm not sad about that because I've gotten some really cute new sweaters. And so I've been able to wear those the past few days, but, um, that means snow will come soon. And the only thing about Wisconsin winters is that they are so long. Like I wouldn't mind the cold like a good four months even, but our winters last like through March into April. And when I say winter, I mean, there's sometimes still snow on the ground in April. So that's a complete random aside, but yeah, the other thing that I want to talk about is by the time this is released, it will be Wednesday morning and Wednesday evening I talked about this in a previous content con no, a previous episode. What? Um, tomorrow night, which actually when you listen to this will be tonight. This is Wednesday night. Um, Kenzie, who is my stepson's girlfriend and I are going to Caitlin's live podcast, Bryden dirty tour in Minneapolis. And I'm so excited. Um, she was kind enough to give us, to get us both some big wine guy sweatshirts from Caitlin Spade and Sparrow's, uh, loungewear line. going to definitely have some of my duetted scrunchies on. Can't wait. I'm so excited. I have no idea what to expect. I also heard or not heard, but saw that Blake Horseman is going to be DJing. I'm assuming she'll have a guest. I have no idea who the guest will be. That's just an assumption. It would be super cool if Jason would be there. Um, Really have no idea what to expect. I'm so, 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 so excited. And what I'm manifesting is that during the live show, during her live podcast, she's going to go, so does anybody else in the audience happen to have a podcast? I'm going to go, I do, me, I'm going to raise my hand. I have, I have one. She's going to go, come on on stage and podcast with me. She's going to tell everybody about my podcast and I can get more than two listeners to my podcast. That would be awesome. I'd settle for a hundred. So tell your friends, please. Um, very excited about that. So I get to report on that next week and let you know how that is. I may even uh, put some on my, some, some live story coverage of it tomorrow while we're there. I'm just so excited. So yay. Um, let's go ahead and start, um, with the recap. How about it? So this was Michelle's third episode. Uh, as usual, I am, you know, okay. So I'm going to just kind of address this. Um, I'm backing up yet. I, you know, me, I jump around. I just jump around like the song. I jump around. So I heard that before we start recapping, I want to talk about, um, what is apparently happening with bachelor nation and the bachelor shows next year. So it has been revealed through reality, Steve, but apparently it's pretty, pretty certain 
that after so after Michelle's season, we already know Clayton Eckerd is going to be the Bachelor, which again, he is not getting much screen time yet. Still not much at all. So it, in my mind, at this point, still it seems very odd that he is going to be the Bachelor. He's got to show us something. I mean, he'll be fine. I like the guy, but he's just a very standard, very expected Bachelor. Like it's like. If you would put the definition of what The Bachelor is in the dictionary, it would be a picture of Clayton. Seriously. So, like, I'm showing, I'm hoping he shows some personality or, I don't know, something else. Because right now, I'm not, (laughs) I don't know. It's fine. And I'm excited because he's from Missouri. He went to Mizzou and all that. So, like, I'm excited that it, that that part about it that it's him, but still it's so strange how they're editing him. This is we're three shows in now. Where was I going with this? Oh yeah. So, so he's the bachelor. Then apparently instead of going back to their normal routine of having a bachelor, then a bachelorette, then bachelor in paradise, then taking the fall rest of the year off. And then starting with bachelor again in January, apparently they're going to do a bachelor followed up by another bachelor just how they did well not really just how they did because at least they did bachelorette bachelor in paradise and bachelorette but we're going to get bachelor then another bachelor then bachelor in paradise and then apparently the bachelorette the end of next year again so we're going to like a full year of bachelor shows which i mean okay so that's where i'm that's what I wanted to address because I'm not sure how I feel about that. You, I mean, you know, obviously how much I love my show. I'm speaking to you now about it on a podcast, which is how much I love it. But I'm, I feel like this is really going to burn people out. Even bachelor, hardcore bachelor fans, because apparently Michelle season, despite how much I love her, I think everyone's missing out. They're totally missing out on Michelle season because she is one of the best bachelorettes we've had in a long time, in my opinion. But apparently her ratings are way down. In fact, for the first time in a very, very long time, I guess it was last week, um, she was not even the top she didn't even have the top show of the bachelorette was not the top show for the network TV. So for for all through bachelor in paradise, all through the last, all like previous seasons, the ratings have been going down, but at least the shows have kept the number one spot for network TV. Um, last week it did not. I think the world series came in above her as well as um, that La Brea show. I think that that's on NBC. It beat her out too. And I hate to hear that. Like supposedly she's, and Katie had really bad ratings too, but at least she kept finishing in first place of the networks. It was not the case for Michelle. I really hate that for her. I really, really wish it would have been the opposite and that she would have been first and Katie would have been second, but either way it is what it is. And I, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I don't know that I, I want to watch a bachelor show the entire year. This has been kind of exhausting. <laughs> doing this. I mean, like, you know, they're all two hour shows that takes up your whole night. I, 
and it's just burnout. And also because I don't think they're as good because you don't have the travel anymore. It's just not as good. I also think that the producers and the crew is getting burnt out. And I just don't think they're making as creative and, and interesting of a show either. And, and don't you think that that exists, that they're just like, okay, how many more fucking dates can we think of? Like how many dates exist in the world that we can come up with to do, especially Michelle is not quite as much in a bubble season and she's been doing a lot more. Well, not a lot more, but she's been doing some things that are a little bit more out of the box and they're not quite stuck in the resort, but they kind of are like a lot of it still is in the resort. And I think I saw a future show where they go to a baseball game. So that's great. But you know, like there's only so much they can do. And the only alternative is to just create drama, which I feel like they've been doing, especially in this season with Peter and Will. And it's a bit annoying. And again, the drama is starting to get repetitive as well, because the, the topics of drama, you know, how many, how many different things can you get pissed off at with other guys, other girls, whatever it happens to be, you know, it's either you're being accused of being there for the wrong reasons, or you lied to Michelle, or you're just a dick like Peter, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm just worried this is really gonna, this is really gonna burn out the fans of The Bachelor. The hardcore ones are gonna keep watching, but I'm afraid the fair weather fans are gonna just fall by the wayside and say, okay, I'm done. Especially two bachelors back to back. I don't know that it matters, but I just think that's so strange. Um, don't know why they're going back to not going back to the same old schedule, but who knows? Maybe they are, maybe they're just like, let's just freaking shove as much as we can. Let's get as much advertising dollars, ABC saying this as we can, and we're seeing it burn out anyway. So let's just cram in as much as we can. I'm not sure. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see how this continues to play out. Uh, because like I said, this season's not getting very good ratings so far either. And I just hate that. But anyway, that was the big kind of news. Like since last week that came out is about back-to-back -back bachelors. So time will tell that's stolen from Game of Roses, but it's so true. Time will tell. <clears throat> so, okay. 10 minutes in, let's get started with the recap. So first we have Michelle starting off. We, as a reminder on the last show, her character, I'm using air quotes, was being questioned. Uh, at least Jamie implied that to her. And so she's like ITMing about that. Um, you know, though, one thing, another, and that one, another thing about Michelle I'm really enjoying is her style. Like, Oh, it's so refreshing from Katie's style. I really like Michelle's style. Plus she's got really good makeup. Katie did not have good makeup either. Katie did not have good hair. Michelle has both of those too. She's so elegant and pretty and sophisticated. I just, I love her. Love her dresses are absolutely stunning on her. So and that alone makes it, you know, a little bit better to watch too, is just the style of the bachelorette. Right. So, okay. So I just had to make a note of that. Um, 
so then they show the guys. Caitlin brings in a group date card. And this is an airplane date. Okay. So they announce, they list all the guys who are going to be on this date. Okay. Obviously they march in to this airstrip and it's going to be an airplane date. And we get this airplane hangar open up and these two guys walk out and all the, all the, um, cast players, members, whatever, Michelle's guys are like, Oh dude. Oh, oh, cool. I have no, I have no idea who these guys are. I have no clue. They don't look familiar to me. I don't, I don't know how every single one of these guys, well, I do know how they know, but they all act like they know them. Obviously they have to, um, apparently they are two guys that star in the upcoming Top Gun two movie, which side note was supposed to come out last year, last summer. No, two summers ago did not. So apparently it's still coming out. And I hadn't heard that until we see the two stars of it on the bachelorette. So apparently it is still coming out. Um, but they announced that they're going to be doing some little, whatever activities, games related to aviation and that these two guys don't even know their names. So I can't verbalize that. Let's say Joe and Schmo and Joe and Schmo are, I shouldn't say Joe cause Joe, yeah, who cares? Um, they're going to pick the Maverick. So if you know Top Gun, you know what that means. They're going to pick the Maverick and that Maverick winner going to get, is going to get alone time with Michelle. So then they have all the guys go change and they all change into uh, aviator outfits, I guess, like cliche aviator outfits. Um, Peter's completely pimping his out. He's got like 16 gold chains on from short to long. And it, I guess he thinks it looks good, but he, he looks like a chain kind of guy. I'm scared of him. Actually, he's a little bit of a creeper. So, um, Anyway, so they start with this, um, they're going to start, well, sorry, back up. So first they show like, they're all like getting ready for this first activity or whatever. And Martin goes over to Michelle, pulls her aside and wants to find out how she's doing, which again, seems, I don't know, maybe this stuff really happens. Maybe this really does happen, but like maybe it's not producer induced. Like maybe Martin really was like, Hey, I'm going to get some extra time in, but it just seems so like forced and weird and awkward because he just does it. And all the guys are standing around. They're all watching. They all see it. They don't go that far away. He asks her how she is, whatever. It's just kind of weird. Okay. So whatever they do that. Um, so then Joe and Schmo tell everyone that they're going to put them into one of these like motion simulator things. So it's like, it's like one of those, you know, they strap you in like all hands out or legs apart. And then you like spin, spin, spin in all different directions and spin and spin. And if you can see, I don't know why I'm moving my hands expressing this because no one can see me, but that's what I'm doing. And that's what they like. It makes you totally dizzy. I would puke. I would, I would puke. I would absolutely throw up. Um, so they cut to commercial, come back and they continue with this little simulation thing. And the guys are supposed to like, um, at the same time they're in the simulator, they're also supposed to like express to Michelle their feelings about her. So they do that. And apparently I can't really even understand what they're saying because they're like being shook to death in this thing. So apparently Peter says 
you know, something mushy gushy to her and Will gets in the, the simulator and apparently sort of just repeats what Peter said, but in Spanish. And it's clear that they're like continuing this rivalry between Peter and Will. I mean, it's, it's so obvious. And I, I don't know, maybe Will's egging it on a little bit, but Peter just, he is just creepy. And he just is, I almost feel like if there was ever a producer planted person on the show to create drama, this would be him. I feel like he has literally no interest in Michelle whatsoever, that his only interest is starting shit. And it always seems like fake. I mean, it, it seems so forced. So, okay. So they finish that and they're mad at each other again. Of course, Peter's like super pissed off at Will because he kind of copied what he said. Okay. <laughs> Calm down. And then like, he says something threatening in his ITM, like he was going to kick his ass or I don't, he didn't say that, but something, something similar, same effect. So then they're supposed to go and do this. Uh, apparently in the movie, they had to learn how to dog fight. I believe they said, I'm, I'm not sure what that means or curious to see the movie version versus the bachelorette version. But all it is, is they get onto this like, matte balance beam thing and they have mats all around them and they take these like joust jousting which they've done this date before too they're just translating it to aviation for some fucking weird reason weird reason weird reason so they like pick two people at a time and they're supposed to walk on this little balance beam thing and knock each other off okay so they match people up well shocking they match up will and peter and Will apparently kicks like Peter's ass. Not apparently, because I, I was watching it. So he did. He just kind of like uh, knocked him off time after time after time after time. So he was clearly the win so the winner. Um, and Joe and Schmo pick Will as the Maverick. So Peter, like the in his ITM, so he's mad and pissed, of course, because Will got the little prize. And he also gets a jacket. Okay. We can't forget that boy. That plays an important, important part here. So he gets this little, um, aviator jacket and, um, Peter makes some stupid comment. <laughs> like the things he says don't even make sense. I wish I would have typed them all out, but I'm, I'm always like squinting my eyebrows and I'm like, what did, what did you say? I don't get it. I don't understand what you're saying. So, what he says whenever Will wins is he says, I'm a self-made man and don't need to knock people down to make myself feel better or something to that effect. But he says, I'm a self-made man. I don't need to knock people down. Okay. What? What is, how are those two, any kind of an analogy? I don't, you're a self-made man and you don't need to knock people down. Okay. So yeah, whatever. He says that just before that though, he was like threatening in his ITM to kick Will's ass. So yeah, he's a good sport too. Um, so for Will and Michelle's alone time, they get to drive off in this cute little Porsche, which is supposed to be similar to the little car that Tom Cruise drives in the first one, but they drive off the Porsche and we end segment two, segment three, uh, is a nighttime portion. And it's very, very obvious where they're going with this because 
they make a point of showing Will like bringing his jacket to the nighttime date and like taking it off and like hanging it on the couch. And, you know, it's very like the jacket had its own role in this whole scene. And um, they're like really focused. Like the couple of the guys even asked about the jacket. It was very clear the jacket was the, the focal point. Um, so they show Clayton this scene. Clayton was the first one or first one shown with, with one-on-one time with Michelle. And this was about the most they have shown him so far at a time. He gets little tidbits here and there of airtime, but this one-on-one time I think was the longest and it was not very long. So he challenged Michelle because she didn't get to go in the spinny thing. He wanted to spin her. So they did the little thing where, you know, like you go, let's say in the grass and you kind of put your feet together and then you hold hands, both hands with each other and then just go in circles. That's what they did. So yay, fun. Um, that was it. <laughs> that was Clayton's time. Go Clayton. Um, but then it's Nate, definitely to Nate. I'm just saying it here. I, I mean, unless they're just completely trying to throw us off it, the top two, I'm, I'm just going to say it. Maybe it's obvious to everybody, but the top two are going to be Nate and Joe. I don't know that, but I know that. And I think everybody knows that it's super clear to that. Um, and I, well, I'll wait, I'll wait and discuss it later, but I'm going to predict you in my top four, I think are going to be. Um, so he does a, so Nate and her, obviously they have their chemistry thing going on. Joe's next. And she tells him that she likes his quiet confidence. Now, Joe is definitely the, it's those two for sure, but they are definitely different people. I mean, they're both very nice looking. I think Joe's better looking. Um, the things I think that Joe has to beat out Nate are the fact that they're both from Minnesota. They both like love, love, love basketball. They're both biracial. Um, of course, I think Nate is too. But but I just seem it feels like Joe and Michelle have a lot more in common. But Joe's personality, it I mean, like like what she said, it was a quiet confidence. I feel like that's true, but. I feel like Nate's personality goes more with her. Like he's just seems more fun and more jokey. Joe seems just more serious. I don't think we've heard him joke about anything. He just, just seems serious all the time, you know, just kind of quiet. I don't know. Maybe she likes that, but that's definitely the difference between the two. Um, and oh shit, then they cut to will. So then they cut to like where the other guys are just waiting for, you know, their time with Michelle and it was Will and Peter like totally going at it on the couches and like Nate and Martin and someone else are sitting there and they literally are just like, okay, like they're not even participating. They're just sitting there drinking their drinks, almost bored. It's just, it's what I mean by like, it just seems so produced because I feel like no one really argues like they were arguing in real life. I mean, especially like on a TV, I don't know. It just, it just, I don't like it. It's, <laughs> it's too contrived. So, I mean, a couple of them, even walk off, like they're bored. Like, I don't, I don't even want to listen to this. Just continue on your own. And, um, <laughs> Will says something, Will says something to Peter about his 
like mouth, like basically like meaning you're so loud and you have a mouth on you. And he says, you hate my mouth because you wish you had it. I was like, again, what are you saying? I don't, what, how is that a comeback? How, what do you, I don't even know what you mean by that because you want, yeah. So again, Peter's just a plant. So, um, Will said something about the big dog has a jacket and Peter says, ah, it's nothing but a sympathy jacket. <laughs> Ooh, you got him there, Peter. Good job. Nice one. Again, score. Um, so yeah, then that was that they ended on that fight. So segment four starts, um, they show the other guys, uh, waiting like, like back at the hotel or, well, they're all at the hotel, but they get the one-on-one card and Rodney gets it. So we know Rodney's going to have the one-on-one date, obviously. Um, so then Martin has his one-on-one time with Michelle and he, and she thanks him. He's the one that pulled her aside. And I said, it was kind of weird, but she thanks him for doing that. She thought it was really nice. And they kiss. And while they're kissing, he takes off his glasses. I think, which I, sorry, I'm jumping. That makes no sense. What I was going to say. I thought it was cute when he took his glasses off while they're kissing. <laughs> that was a nice, cute touch. Um, but I'm thinking that Martin is going to go pretty far. And I also think Rick is going to go. I kind of feel like, no, oh, I'm stuck between Martin, Rick, and Brandon. Now, none of those three do I really care for. Okay, so let's say this. The top six are going to be Clayton, Brandon, Martin, who else? Obviously, Joe and Nate. I can't remember who I just said. <laughs> okay, I'll think of it later. Um, Brandon. Did I say him? <laughs> it's super confusing. Wow. Don't turn it off. Don't turn it off yet. I'll 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 get back on track. Um, but but it seemed like her and Martin really had some chemistry here that I could appreciate. So I, um, I am not, I'm not ruling that out. I really think that that could be the deal. So, okay. Um, okay. So hang on. Where am I at? I'm so lost. I really apologize. Oh, yeah. So Martin. Okay. So I kind of like him. I made that note. I kind of like Martin. I kind of do. He's kind of just like chill and he seems really nice. Okay. So then they cut back to the other guys on the couch and the jacket shit again. So they show Peter. So, so apparently Will is having his one-on-one -on -one time with um, Michelle and they show Peter taking the jacket and all the guys are kind of like nervously laughing, but they're like, why, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? But they're laughing. And he says, the jacket is a symbol of the disrespect I get again. He's brilliant with his lines. So uh, he goes and he throws it in the pool. Okay. The famous scene we've seen, you know, one of the famous scenes we're seeing since the beginning, but he throws in the pool. Like again, Ooh, you got him there. Like what? So then he's not there. So like he went, I guess he's having his one-on-one -on -one time with Michelle and Will gets back and he asks where the jacket is. So the guys just tell him and they're like trying to console him. They're like, you know, don't sweat it. Just like be cool. And, um, he's like, emotional like he legit gets emotional and like almost starts crying 
and has to walk off. And he walks up to a producer and is like pissed. He says something about Peter keeps pushing his buttons and, but he's, you can tell he's trying to compose himself and not be the jerk and like start a fight or anything like that. Um, Rick makes a comment that he's tired of going on date on group dates with Peter. (laughs) So true. Uh, But he just, Peter makes no sense in this whole thing. So then will, I don't, I think while Will is gone with the producer, Peter comes back and Clayton kind of questions him. Like, what are you doing? Like, aren't you afraid Michelle's going to find out? And he's like, so some stupid comment, like you don't worry about me and Michelle or something. He's like, well, I'm, I'm not worried about you and Michelle, but if, if she gets pissed tonight, it affects all of our night because it's going to ruin the night for her and it'll affect all of us. And, and again, he makes some stupid comment about not worrying about it. I'm not worried about it. Well, you might want to be. And um, anyway, she does come back. They're all there. Then she gives Martin the group date rose. Uh, Will basically decides not to tell Michelle, which is actually pretty mature. And they never show him. I mean, I don't know if Michelle ever knew he did that or not because it wasn't addressed. And thank God it's no spoiler really, but Peter goes home at the end of the show. So, which kind of surprised me. I thought that they would keep him around. I thought they would keep him around for a couple shows, you know, since it is their, the producer plant in Natalie's opinion. Um, just to continue the drama. But honestly, thank God they didn't. Cause he was gross. He was creepy and gross. I did not like him. Um, so then she tells Martin that their date's not over yet. And they go and they dance to this like string, this orchestra string quartet kind of thing. And they're, they're playing take my breath away from top gun. Um, it's not lost on me. And they, <laughs> in this segment come bless him i kind of felt sorry for it him but they show will at the very end of the segment pulling his um you know the little hook the little hook thing in a swimming pool that like you save people with you know you grab onto the hook and you pull them in he's pulling his jacket in but it is sorry cut me off but they were pulling his jacket in and i like I guess they were trying to be dramatic or something, but like his jacket, all he had to do is reach in with his hand and pull the jacket out, but he had to make it like pull it all the way in with the hook. And then he finally grabs it out and he just like puts it on a ledge and just like all soaking wet, sitting on a a ledge. And, um, (laughs) that's, that's, that's how that I just, I kind of felt bad for Will. I God bless him. Uh, Anyway. So then we cut to segment five and it's Rodney's one-on-one. I'll be honest. I thought I really did think Rodney would go home because God bless him. I think he is the, he seems so, so sweet and so kind. And I feel like all the guys really, really like him, but he's just kind of a bit cringy and he doesn't just seem like the logical match for, for Michelle, but you know, who knows? So their date like started off fun and it was supposed to be, um, like all these games kind of truth or dare kind of stuff, I guess. I don't, this was one of those dates that was very, very weak. And one of these dates where I feel like the producers are like, um, I'm tired. I don't really want to come up with anything creative. Let's just, I don't know. Let's just draw something out of a hat and just do it. So as the first one is like, they're just in this kitchen and she, she gets blindfolded and he has to feed her food and she has to guess what it was kind of a take on what they did together last week with the apples. So 
they do that. And then the next one too was so random and seemed so cheap. Like, so there was a bunch of like present, like big, huge boxes that were decorated as gifts, like presents. And they were filled with balls and balloons and stuff. And they had to handcuff each themselves to each other and then go through these boxes to find some key that's hidden in these boxes. I didn't didn't get the handcuffing part. Why, why, why do they have to do that? Just because they're like, I don't know. Let's, what are we going to do? I don't, let's see. We have a handcuff thing in this prop box. I guess we could, we could handcuff them together to do something. I don't, some, I don't boxes balloon. Let's just do this. What? Like be creative people. God, I'm sure you're getting paid a lot of money. So then they, then for the next dare, one of them, and we know it's going to be Rodney has to strip down naked, run through the lobby while Michelle yells on a bullhorn. Um, this is our journey. Poor Rodney, like poor Rodney. So he does it. And then out of nowhere comes Tasha and Caitlin, like peeping and watching kind of creepy. And then I guess because Michelle's yelling on the bullhorn, like the guys come out of nowhere. So they're all harassing poor Rodney running across the, those that's freaking staircase. I mean, it's everywhere. It can't not, I think they just, I think there's like 12 of those around the place. So the poor guy runs around naked while everyone's laughing at him. Fun. Good times. Right, Rodney? But then they go into this private room and she wants to know that he can also have deep conversations. She can have fun with him, but can she have deep conversations? Well, so they talk a little bit more and then they cut to segment six. Uh, and it's where they have the nighttime portion right before that though, they get the group date card for the other guys for the next group date. Okay. So then it's a nighttime portion and Rodney gives his PTC about, um, he was raised by a single mom and they really struggled financially, but she always made life seem really good. And he talked about his mom being his hero and everything, which is really nice. Um, he articulated himself really well. Then Michelle talks about her parents and how much they, um, supported each other and how they laugh so much together. And so they're a mixed race couple. And she talked about how her dad never even had to really defend himself when people questioned it. Cause his mom always came to their defense and, And then she discussed a time um, that was difficult for her when she was young um, and being black and she was in the grocery store with someone and someone directed the N word at her and that she came home and told her parents about it and how, like how they built her up and made her like feel like she didn't have to be like afraid of that or how she she had the right to feel however she wanted to feel and, but that, that she shouldn't let anybody else make her feel any less of a person. Anyway, it was a really kind of really good talk between the two of them. And they both were really good listeners to each other. And I honestly completely changed my opinion about Rodney. I like him even more now. I know he's not going to win. I know he's not because they still don't have that chemistry or anything, but he is so, 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 so sweet. And so I see him going like a little bit, I, maybe he'll be top eight. Of course, we're not, we don't have that many left, do we? But I, I just feel like he'll make it, maybe he'll be in the top six. Maybe he's my sixth person. I have to write this down. Okay. So, uh, then we cut to segment seven. So of course he gets the rose. So that was the, 
that was like where I was going with that. Segment seven, the group tape starts and Rudy Francisco, because we all know who Rudy Francisco is, uh, you know, the poet, uh, you, you know, I did not know. I, I'm, I'm not a poet and I, nor do I know any poets. Um, but the state is about the guys expressing themselves because she thinks communication is important. So they need to express themselves. Of course I do. Okay. So they're all told to write their own poem and I'll give them all credit. They actually all had really good poems. Um, curious how much time they take to write these. I, Cause they, they were pretty good, honestly. And I don't think it's, I, they, unless they each had their own producer next to them or their own poet next to them, helping them write them, but they were pretty good except Jamie who like said something about losing his, like you're literally in this room writing it. Where the hell did you lose it? I, so he tells some freaking weird story about this girl going into the woods and it, encountering a guardian angel. And I, I really have, I don't know. I don't know what he was doing. Um, but then Michelle gave a poem as well. And it was about her struggle being a mixed race young girl and how she was always kind of made to feel like the token black girl and her struggles with that. And it was really kind of moving and touching and it really got to all the guys. Um, but again, I swear this girl articulates herself better than anyone I've ever any bachelorette for sure. I just, maybe besides Rachel, um, Rachel, Rachel, Lindsay, but she, she's good. She's good stuff. So that was segment seven, cut to segment eight. And it's the nighttime portion of the group date. And Brandon gets the first one-on-one -on -one time with her. And he kind of opens up about her with like, in relation to the story she told, um, with in her poem, he said he kind of grew up with similar struggles. He's also mixed race and they seem to have a connection as well. While, which is why I think he might go to the, to the six final six too. So I don't know, like, again, I think they have chemistry, but yet I still think he looks 12, but, um, definitely there's not going all the way, but we're going to call him top six. Okay. Um, then they show Jamie getting pretty cocky in his ITMs and, um, they had a decent one-on-one -on -one too, but he's way, 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 way too confident. So we can see it definitely like going downhill, but we don't see that Michelle sees this yet. Right. So, um, she gives out the group date rose and it goes to Brandon. Well, I guess this pisses off Jamie somehow because it's, it's Brandon's second. So as the guys are leaving the date, Jamie, they show like Jamie saying to producer that he needs to talk. And so, you know, then the, then the camera angles like from a distance and Jamie is like venting to this producer. Basically he's saying that like, he definitely sees himself going to the end and that he feels like these six weeks are just a waste of his time. Like he just wants to cut to the chase and like he, totally sees himself ending up with her at the end. Like he's that cocky and he goes, but for some reason she's wanting to like play spring break. And I'm assuming what he means by that is like, she's playing the field. And I'm like, what show, to, what the hell show do you think you're on? I, it, 
so yeah, but he, um, super cocky and he's like laughing about that. And he says, yeah, I mean, I guess I get it, but doesn't mean I can't laugh at it. And he's being super condescending to this producer. So I'm just curious. I wish we could see like the, this whole footage because I know that he's being a cocky dick and he kind of, he is, but I'd, I'd like to hear the rest of how they edit him. Cause obviously at this point they're editing him sort of as a villain, so I would like to hear this whole conversation, but nevertheless, he does just sort of condescend about her playing spring break. Um, so that's the end of segment eight. We come to segment nine. It's a cocktail hour. And oh my God, Michelle's dress in this segment. Holy shit. It is absolutely stunning. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, so Nate gets his first time with her and he, it's like, they do this funny little thing where he challenges her. Like, let's just go run off together. And she's like, you want to? And they joke that they're going to, she takes her shoes off and they go running off into the grass somewhere. I don't know. It's a cute, funny thing, but it's so clear. He's a front runner. It's just like so clear. They have massive amount of chemistry. Rick is next. Um, oh yeah. Rick is one of the other ones. Okay. So Rick is next. He's the one they like show him ITMing that this really bothers him from last week because it was made to seem like all the guys were sort of questioning her character. And he's like that. I didn't talk to anyone that was questioning her character. So he's just curious about who would have said that. So with his one-on-one -on -one time with her, he actually says, you know, I just want you to know that whoever told you that about questioning her character, he said, I, I never have. And he goes, I've, I'm pretty good friends with a lot of the guys. And I promise you that no one was questioning your character whatsoever. I don't know. I don't know who told you that, but it's not true. So she basically just says, not basically stop saying that Natalie. She says it was Jamie. She tells him it was Jamie. So, so Rick and Nate and who was the third guy, another guy called Jamie up to sort of question him about it. So we cut to segment 10. And they ask him, what, what did you tell Michelle? And he, and he, he did repeat what he told Michelle. Um, but that he was like talking about how, how this topic and the topic being this guy that he knows from Minnesota that saw her, this friend of his that saw her walking out of a restaurant and everyone was saying, Oh, she's already booed up with this like skin baller. Okay. That's what he was talking about. So he said that that whole story started was taking on its own character in the room. And Nate was like, what, like, what are you talking about? I, I never heard any of that. I heard nobody talking about that. And he was like, well, I was, I was, I was in my room a lot of that time. So I really wasn't a part of the conversations. And Nate was like, so then how do you know that it was taken on its own character? Like, it was obvious he was having to backtrack and he was starting to not make sense. And Nate was like really challenging him on it and he was getting all flustered, but yet he was still acting cocky. Like, <laughs> and he would laugh like, <laughs> you know, how you know, like he was like trying to laugh it off. Like you're so stupid, Nate. And he, um, and then, so anyway, then they go downstairs and then it, this became the topic of conversation and he has a bunch of the other guys now challenging him and they keep asking him questions and he doesn't answer them. He's not giving him straight answer. And he's just, again, kind of laughing it off. And, um, so they show Michelle talking to Keisha about it. As usual, they give her so good of advice. They did. They didn't. I wish if they actually did give her advice, I wish they would show that because 
it seems completely pointless when they show Michelle talking to them and needing to get advice from them. Cause they're supposed to be that they're supposed to be like advisors to her to help her through this. Cause they've been there and literally all they show them doing is nodding their heads and going, mm-hmm, Oh huh, yeah. Oh, you just be strong. Mm-hmm, okay. It's completely pointless. They barely get airtime. I, I really hope they don't do this. Of course, we're having two bachelors after this. And so who knows what will happen to them. Um, and I'm sorry. You know, I'm going to Caitlin's podcast tomorrow night. But just don't like her as a host on The Bachelorette as an advisor. I wonder if she'll talk about that much. Anyway, so they gave her no advice. Michelle comes back down, talks to the guys. And she just says she detects a weird vibe. And so Jamie, they all get up. And Jamie tells her. Look, this is this is what I told you last week. Um, and he sort of reiterates it. And he says, is that not how you took it? And, you know, he, he twists it a little bit. And so she calls him out on that. She's like, well, you didn't tell me this at this time. And you made it sound like this and this and this. And so she, and he like rolls his eyes kind of like, okay, well, if that's how you understood it. And she's doing this in front of all the guys. Well, then she says, you know, I'm sorry that this is like for everyone to hear or see, but, and she pulls him aside separately and tells him that, you know, he has lost her trust and she doesn't understand how come he would do this or why he would say things that were completely true and would make things up and would make her feel like her character was questioned. All of this stuff. And, um, I mean, she just does what Michelle does best and cuts to the chase is very poised about it is very composed about it and says, I think you need to go home. And he just is like, okay. And (laughs) she walks him out. The guys see her walk him out. She says goodbye. He doesn't seem that upset. He, they don't even, he doesn't even ITM much in the, in the limo or they don't show it. Um, and so that was that. Um, I don't know. Respect. I just think she is damn girl. A damn. Di- that didn't come out right. I'm going to say damn girl. You have got my respect because she just handles it and it's done and see ya. But she cancels the rest of the cocktail party and they go straight to the rose ceremony. No, sh- no surprise there. Cut to segment 11. Um, I swear to God, she has to be in the best shape after this show airs because she goes up that staircase. I wonder how many times in a day, like 8,000. She has got to have thighs of steel and an ass of steel because, and that's not like six steps. That's like 30 steps. So she comes down the stairs looking amazing. Uh, She gives a rose to Joe, then Rick, then Leroy, then Nate, Casey, Chris G, Chris S, Clayton, Olu, Romeo, and Will. So we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So we have 11 guys left. The ones going home, Peter, thank God. Thank God. Peter went home. Spencer, which I don't, we didn't see Spencer much. LT, we barely saw LT, which side note, LT is Clint Eastwood's like long lost son from some like random relationship. Interesting, huh? And then the fourth guy, I just, I could, they never showed his name. I don't remember who he is, but there was a fourth guy too. So that was that. 
that is my recap of Michelle's third episode. Um, next episode episode, of course, I mean, you'd think that some of the drama's gone because Jamie's gone and Peter's gone, but of course they finally, and not that I care because Chris S hasn't got much airtime at all, but it looks like he and Nate are going to have some drama next week. And I really have no idea about what, because they've hardly shown Chris S. So I don't know what he has to bitch about. Maybe that, maybe he's like bitching about no airtime. Um, but so, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to write it because I'm going to type it right here. Okay. So I'm going to say this, this is going to be my top six. So it's going to be Nate. It's going to be Joe. Those are the top two. Right. Then I think Rick might be in that final four. I think, oh shoot, Brandon. I think Brandon's going to be, so I think the top four is going to be Nate, Joe, Rick, Brandon. Then I think, um, should I put Clayton? I think Clayton has to make it to top six, doesn't he? Since he's going to be the bachelor. Clayton and Martin. There we go. Nate and Joe top two. Top four, Nate, Joe, Rick, Brandon. And then the top six, the two extra ones are Clayton and Martin. Okay. Drum roll. Okay. So, uh, thanks for tuning in as usual. I really appreciate it. Um, go follow my Instagram reality, the Rose, uh, go to whatever media you are listening to this on and like, like it, subscribe, follow, whatever you do, rate it if you can. Um, really appreciate all the help I can get and, um, wish me luck with my manifestation of getting on Caitlin's podcast tomorrow night. And I just appreciate y'all that do listen a lot. Um, as usual, I will end with my Bible verse. This one is Psalm 18 verse 20, verse two, sorry. The Lord is my rock, my fortress and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. I hope everyone has a great week, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.